I wouldn't perceive myself as that confident. If I go into a bar or a pub, I'm not the one up at the front chatting to everyone, buying drinks yeah. and da 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 da. Welcome to the brand new Unstoppable podcast with your host, Johnny Pierce. In this podcast, we're going to cover all you need to develop unstoppable confidence, build an unbreakable mindset, and we're going to make sure that everything that you listen to is unforgettable. We'll dissect the lessons from the people that you want to hear from, and you have access to this completely free of charge. If you like it, don't forget to share it with your friends, and I'll see you on the inside. We are back with another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast and it's an absolute pleasure to have with us today Mr. Nathan Carter and for those of you who don't know, Nathan can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, I'm Nathan, I'm originally from Liverpool, been living in Ireland for 14 years now, been a singer all my life, left school at 17 and uh, used to play the pubs and clubs and proceeded to get a band. I had a bit of success with a few songs along the way, Wagon Wheel being the most famous. Yeah. And um, yeah, still here to tell the tale and keep gigging. Crushing it. Just some quick fire questions. So tell us what your favorite sport is. Not really into sports, gotta be honest, uh, but I do love a bit of golf. Golf. That'd be me. You play a bit, where do you play? I play really badly uh, <laughs> here in Fermanagh in, in Lochain Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Saturday night, you're having to pick a meal for what you're gonna have. Meal out or meal in, and what would you choose? I'm the worst cook you've ever seen in your life. Uh, it's why you eat out an awful lot. And uh, for me, it's always a Chinese. Chinese. Love a chicken chow mein. Hard debate. So yeah, obviously you're doing a bit of training at the minute. As everyone knows, you've done that for the yeah. you know, the last while or so. Tell us a little bit about your favorite gym exercise. People listening might not know what this exercise is, but I, I think I know what it's gonna be. Uh, basically a chest press. Yeah. Um, straight for that most days. My least favorite day is leg day yeah. um, but I, I do do it once a week yeah. um, it has to keep the, the flexibility moving for the for my high kicks, kicks you yeah. know my leg kicks on stage yeah. Uh, but yeah no I love doing chest I love doing arms I do obviously shoulders and back as well but the leg day is, is always like oh, yeah, yeah. not again and he's keeping himself in great shape. You have to be fit for the stage. What's that like, you know? Yeah, I feel generally a lot better once I've done three or four days a week, yeah. you know, going to do sessions. And for me, it, it's it's helped with probably my energy, being able to, to do what I do on stage. And it's not, I suppose, the hardest job in the world, driving to a gig and doing the gig, but it can be can take its toll yeah. sometimes. And once I've done a few sessions during the week, I definitely feel in much better form for doing the gig and I feel better in myself. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's massive because so many people overlook the actual power of exercise, the power mm. of consistently training. And it's not actually about, like Nathan touched upon it there, sometimes we think about we go to the gym to change how we look. But in actual fact, I always encourage our clients to actually chase how they feel when they go to the gym or how they feel after doing a gym session. So it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm going here to burn some calories. It's actually I'm going here to actually feel better after I do this. And it's scientifically proven it's going to release endorphins after you train and you're going to feel amazing for it. So love that answer. Ideal weekend. Let's say you're not gigging. So probably very rarely that you get a weekend off, but you're not, not gigging. What would you be doing over the weekend? Um, mad into movies, so um, I'm actually going to go to the cinema tonight to see the new Christmas film that's out. There's a new Avatar coming out as well. There week. is, yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen that now. But uh, yeah, I'd love to go to the cinema on a night off. Um, generally, I would go for a nice meal and go to the pub. Yeah, yeah I love. What What's your favourite drink in the pub? 
Guinness. I can't drink that many of them though. I yeah. end up going on a, a vodka diet coca. Does the does the Guinness taste better over here than Liverpool or? It definitely does, yeah. Um, and we have a local pub in town called Charlie's and there's a pub opposite called Blake's and they do a, a very mean pint of Guinness. Yeah, now. Very, very cold. That. Guinness is the one, 200 calories a pop, get them in you. They need to bring a protein Guinness out, that's what we need. That'd be really good. That's a business idea for you. There we go. Yeah, protein Guinness on space. the way. Nathan Carter featuring Johnny Pierce. we're bringing out a protein <laughs> Guinness. Let's say you're at the gym, you've got a choice between Cardio or weights, what are you choosing? Weights every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I try and do a little bit of cardio. I actually used to be way better at it. I used to go on a running machine every day I was in the gym, yeah, yeah. whereas now if I get my weight session done, I'm happy enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I do, you know, whenever it's not like this freezing cold weather, I'll try and get out and do a bit of a walk. Yeah. I'll do, I know you do walking, you know, most yeah. days as well, but even for your head as well, getting out in the fresh air, just I kind of switch the phone off as well. Big for, time. Because I'm addicted to my phone, like yeah. I really am. I've, I've got a, a bit of an addiction with being on social media and yeah. ringing people and just the phone never stops. As you know, you've been sitting Big here time. for half an hour. But, uh, but yeah, I try and, if I can get out and have a, even do a mile, two mile, yeah, it's just, it, it helps, yeah. you know. And even on, on that phone thing, I think that's a big one for everyone. And I was doing a talk recently at the old college I used to go to, and I was speaking to them about their phone. And one of the guy's screen times was 12 hours a day. Like he was spending 12 hours a day. You can actually go onto your settings on your phone. You can look at how much time you're actually spending on your phone. And that'll actually shock you whenever you do that. If you have an iPhone, it's like settings, um, screen time, and you can actually work out exactly how long you're spending your time. And one thing that we did say, um, and one action step that we said to take was living your life on notification-free zones. So turning off your notifications of all apps so you're not constantly drawn to, to pick up the phone every time it buzzes. I know that you keep your phone off silent because I've heard it buzzing about three times since we've been in here. But um, I'm silent, notifications off, and it's really been a game changer for me around energy, around productivity, and also just like on a day-to-day -day basis, like it doesn't matter what level you're at. Like Nathan's like a really top celebrity, really well known, has done amazing things in business, but still you fall in that kind of comparison trap or you're looking at social media and you see all these highlights and you're sitting in your, your living room drinking a cup of tea while someone else is on holiday and we only share our highlights on social media most of the time. So it's just realizing that you're comparing yourself to a false reality as well, mm -hmm. which is huge. Favorite venue to play at? So I'm sure you've played loads of amazing venues. Have you got a favorite? Probably a couple, yeah. I've been, I've been lucky enough to have played a lot of venues, especially in, in Ireland and around Northern Ireland. Um, I'd say the Three Arena in Dublin. I was lucky enough to play it twice and we filmed a live DVD from it. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that I'll never forget. There was, I think, 9,000 people at it. Unreal. And uh, the Three Arena is not like most arenas. Most arenas, like the SSE, and you go anywhere in England, they're all like long-shaped yeah, yeah. boxes. Whereas the Three Arenas can kind of comes around in a semicircle, so it feels yeah. like a massive theater. Yeah. So that's probably my favourite. Um, and then the smaller venues that we, we get to play every now and again. I mean, I love the waterfront in Belfast. It's, yeah. it's a great venue. Uh, probably not, play, not the best for sound. You know, you stick a drum kit in it, it yeah. just explodes. It's really designed for choirs and orchestras. But yeah, we're, we're lucky enough to be going back to do a couple of gigs in September next year yeah. with Kjol. With with um, if anyone hasn't seen of Kjol, they're a young folk band who I put together last year 
and they're doing amazing things. They've just recorded an EP, and Johnny met them out in yeah. Spain uh, when we did our Spain trip recently, and yeah. they're actually doing the programme as well. They're, they're, yeah, they're doing they've the joined the programme, and they're four great lads really doing amazing things, and they're, they're backed by Nathan, which is obviously testament to him giving back to I suppose the younger artists in in Ireland right now which is great to see and these guys are class you've obviously all heard of Nathan but these cool lads you may not have heard of make sure to check them out and I know that you won't regret it if we were to throw it back a little bit so you said that you started gigging when you were about 17 yeah. like what actually got you into that because you don't just automatically think oh, I'm going to become a music artist or anything like that uh, well funny enough that I used to go into them lessons and they'd be like Teachers saying, what, what are you going to do when you're older? I'd be like, I'm going to be a musician, you know. Be, yeah, but you can't do it as a your full-time job. You know, that might be a bit of a hobby. So what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I don't really want to do anything else. So um, I went on, my dad's a builder, he's a joiner. So I went and done a year with him whilst trying to do gigs at the weekend or at nighttime. Um, and it ended up that the gigs just started going well. And then eventually I was able to say to my dad, listen, I don't think the building's for me because I was the worst um, bricklayer or joiner yeah. you've ever seen in your life so um, lucky enough the gig started going better but you know I, I do think that um, there needs to be more encouragement for students yeah. when they're in school to be able to do what they want to do I mean I was basically told that you can't be a music you yeah. can but it, you know you need a, you need a backup you need yeah. something else to do and I was like well I know musicians that you know they mightn't be celebrities but they're earning a decent yeah, living they can support a family and have yeah. a nice house and they're full-time musicians. So I was always like, mm, I think it's kind of wrong that uh, students should be told at 15 or 16 or 17 when they decide yeah. what to do, that they can't do something. We should encourage people to be in arts or be in, uh, you know, whether you become a PT yeah. if you want or become an entrepreneur, you Big can time. do whatever you want to do, yeah. you know. So. I love that. And that's the thing, like, you can be held back, especially at that age, because like, mm. you're 15, 16, you're making big decisions in your life, you're easily influenced at that point, yeah. and you have to be headstrong to actually commit to, to what it is you actually want to do, do at that yeah. point. And also, I suppose, off the back of that, people will see you, you know, you're at the top of the game in the, in the music world, you're doing amazing things. People would see that and look at that and think, oh, he's been an overnight success. So for you, has there ever been a moment where you've been like, yes, this is going to be my full-time thing? Or has there been any big challenges along the way that have really held you back from believing that it's essentially possible? Um, well, I can't lie. The first couple of years that I put the band on the road in Ireland, we played gigs and played to 20 people, 30 people, and you'd come off stage and you'd be really... I, I don't know, disheartened by the whole thing. And I know a lot of musicians have been through that and singers that you have good nights and you have bad nights. Um, but thankfully we were able to sustain it and you know, financially it, it got slightly better and we could afford to pay the, the band. There was nights that we just didn't have the money to pay everyone, you know, so um, thankfully it did kind of improve and we stuck at it and stuck at it. And I, I guess with any business, it's persistence is key, yeah. you know, and, and adapting and trying new things. If something isn't working, you adapt and you try, do it differently. Hopefully that works. If it doesn't, you keep adapting and you keep trying and it'll eventually something will click and something yeah. will move you forward. Yeah, because it's like it's so easy to, to give up at that point. Whenever you went and played mm -hmm. a gig and there's 20 people there, it would be easy to you just to be like, oh, you know, this isn't working for me. This isn't going to be, you know, something that I'll pursue full time. Yeah. But it's actually having the commitment and the, the resilience. Resilience is a big one, like actually mm -hmm. being resilient and knowing that every time you have a setback and normally whenever you have a breakdown, it's normally actually a breakthrough and you can actually, mm -hmm. you know, with 
your biggest breakdowns, you'll have your biggest breakthroughs and you'll realize, right, well, this is what the route I'm going to go down or I'm going to bring out this song and maybe it'll attract a different audience and stuff like that, which is, which is absolutely huge. And I think, you know, I suppose off the back of all your success, all the amazing things that we've been able to do, has there ever been a standout moment that's like, this is the proudest moment or a collection of moments, or is it just kind of everything as a whole? Do you ever spend time actually reflecting as to how far you've came? Probably one of my down points really is the fact that I, I never really look back at stuff. I'm always concentrating on the next thing and the next goal because John Farry, who actually has managed me for many years, he's always like, you don't look like you're enjoying some of the stuff we're doing, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, it could be better and we should yeah. be doing more and we should be doing it. Whereas he's like, would you, you need to sit back sometimes and just look back at what, yeah. what we've achieved and, and that was good. And, you know, you had a really good night there and that was, that album went to number one or the, you know, chart success there. But I don't know, it's probably one of my um, downfalls. I'm just yeah. always striving for the next thing. And, and I always feel that I'm not doing enough. I need yeah. to be doing more and pushing, which has always been in me. So, and I think there's a lot of people who are driven like that yeah. in business, you know, or yeah. in whatever career you're in. And I actually think that that can be seen as a strength or a weakness because the strength element is that it's actually driving you forward and you're constantly striving for more. But yeah. equally, it's a weakness because every time you set a new goal and you achieve it, then the goalposts move again. And it's yeah. like, yeah. right, what's yeah. next? And, and we've all done it. Like, I suppose for me, it was like, I always thought, oh, I want to have this dream car and I want to get to this point where I have this car. And then you get the car and you ask yourself, right, well, what's next for me? I know. And you're constantly Straight saying, away. what's next? And it, it's crazy how you think that. But it is just the goalpost move. The same with your fitness journey. You'll get to a certain level in your fitness and then you'll be like right well what's the next thing for me and it's good because it actually stretches your vision and actually keeps you going because the moment that you actually stay consistent and you maintain something is the moment you're probably going to take the foot off the gas yeah. and you're probably going to move yeah. backwards so it is like it can be seen as a positive and negative with regards to personal stuff you've just moved house we're sitting in it right now mm -hmm. lovely house and um, how do you manage to juggle like the personal stuff alongside you know being on the road doing all these different things because that it must be hard to actually have a personal life because you're always in the public eye um, yeah, I mean, this year especially has been really different to the previous couple of years because we had COVID and we had, and, and anyone that was involved in our line of work was completely redundant for like yeah. two years. We had nothing going on, um, which was a massive change for me for going at a million miles an hour doing gigs and interviews and recording and releasing albums and releasing singles and traveling. Uh, so I kind of enjoyed the time off a lot but I was still a bit mixed up with like, okay, well, um, this is all completely changed. What what am I meant to be doing with my life and my, my career, my, you know, but it all came to a standstill. And whereas now we're back going full steam ahead. We've just done a tour of America, England, Scotland, all of, and we're back in Ireland now for a while. Then we go back to the UK again to, to do England, Scotland again. I love being on tour and I love being busy. I have to be busy just for my own, yeah. mental health you know it, it just drives me on but I suppose to answer your question I don't know I just slot the um, the personal stuff in between gigs yeah. and like I, I the day I got back from America I moved into this house yeah. which was mental because I'd had like two hours kip and yeah. was moving house but it had to be done then because we were going to Scotland the week yeah, after yeah. so it's just you just fit it all around, but it's it's kind of a crazy lifestyle. Yeah. I'm lucky enough; I don't have any children. I'm not married, yeah. so I I can yeah. I can do that right now. If it got to the stage where there was kids at home, the gigs would have to come second, yeah. and everything else would just adapt for them. You know what I mean? But hundred percent. And I think, like Nathan said, there during COVID, it was such a strange time. And I think whenever you have a hugely established career or kind of your status is coming from doing 
what you do often our sole identity is placed in that and then whenever that's taken away it, in COVID it was like well what am I actually here for because for me at the start before we actually moved the coaching online we did bits and pieces of online coaching before COVID but I had nothing to do and my sole identity was placed in helping people and off the back of that similar to Nathan there it was like this this thing's taken away from me this is the biggest part of my life then what am I actually here for now so like loads of probably big realizations for you during that time and equally like you said with the, the fitting and the personal stuff it's being able to push and then pull and like realize right you have to be flexible you know obviously you've got the discipline to make sure everything gets done yeah but also yeah. you can't be regimented in the sense that it needs done on this day because something could come up or you get called in to do a gig or yeah, yeah. or you've got a an, a radio interview or whatever it may be so i think that's class and it's a really interesting lesson good question here i suppose this one actually was something that i wanted to answer because some of these questions are people who listen to the podcast or people who have messaged me wanting to ask this question but this one was for me what's a common misconception that people will have about someone who's in the limelight or you know i don't know if you would call yourself a celebrity but i would say that you're a celebrity so being a celebrity in the limelight what's a common misconception don't know if there's a common one i, I do find that people develop a an opinion of you without meeting you which yeah. is quite strange i find time, yeah. and i've been guilty of that as well yeah. you know i've met different singers or actors or whatever that's you'd see them on, on an interview or you'd see them on the screen and you'd think uh, they're probably a bit stuck up. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd meet them and they're actually some of the nicest people yeah, you've yeah. ever met. So that's one thing that I, I have changed myself. I don't take an opinion of someone from yeah. just what I've heard or what I've Big seen time. on them until you've met them properly, yeah. you know, um, because people might think that I'm stuck up and yeah. then I'd like to think I'm not when no. you meet me. And it's, uh, yeah. You know, it, and, and I've been guilty, as I say, of doing it to other people, so... That is one misconception that I think people develop a, a quick opinion on you yeah. before they've actually, yeah. and it is, before it, they know you. Yeah, big time. And it is all perception. Like it's what we perceive someone to be from their social media or mm -hmm. from how they come across on stage. And I'm testament to the fact that I've met Nathan and he is one of the nicest guys I've met. He, he didn't <laughs> ask me to say that. I'll buy you a pint later yeah. on, right? Um, but in all seriousness, like, I think we all create this perception of what we believe someone to be like. And, and like Nathan said, that's a huge lesson to actually judge someone by the time you've actually met someone because someone else could tell you, oh, you know, he's stuck up or he's this or he's that, but you've never actually met that person to actually make your own opinion yeah, of them. Totally. And I think that's a big part of it, being able to actually make your own decisions because we're always influenced. We're constantly influenced by the noise of what other people say, what our friends say, what our family say, but we need to actually make decisions and commitments for ourselves um, to actually make a decision as to what we think of X person or Y person, which is huge. You obviously had to put yourself out there at the start and challenge yourself to step outside your comfort zone. What's one piece of advice you would give to someone who maybe wants to put themselves out there for the first time or, you know, post a video on social media or market a business or start singing in their local pub? Like, what would you say to them? Get doing it as soon as you can. Um, I was lucky enough that I was singing since I was 16, 17 in pubs and um, that kind of helped me figure out what I was doing wrong, maybe the, t the program I was doing or the, what I was saying in between songs or what, you know, you find out when working in a pub very quickly what you're doing wrong because people yeah. will tell you you know so they'll be very Same honest thing. when they've a few drinks down them so yeah i would just encourage anybody to get out there and do it if you want to be a singer then go and sing uh no matter what line of business you're in if yeah. you want to be a footballer go out and play and yeah. and and social media has become a massive help to anyone yeah. in the media industry yeah. you know instagram TikTok. i mean the amount of young kids now that are famous through social putting media. one yeah. video up yeah. i suppose justin bieber was yeah he was discovered years ago wasn't he on, on youtube on, or something on yeah. youtube so 
it has become very helpful to to getting your your music out there yeah. and especially if you write your own stuff it's someone can pick it up and next minute it's on a, a new big time theme tune for something yeah or whatever, you know so 100 and i suppose you you kind of kicked off the music thing at about 17. Mm. um if we were to rewind back and you were able to give one piece of advice to the 17 year old nathan carter what would you tell him wow that's a good question um i would probably tell him to not uh, be influenced as much by other people and go with your own st instinct. Because yeah. um, I'd like to think I do have a good enough instinct generally for stuff, um, whereas you can take on negative in opinions very easily and it sways you, you know. Yeah. Uh, I suppose social media's uh, massively, that really affects me because you go looking through comments stupidly yeah. sometimes and it could be one negative comment exactly. out of a hundred and you only remember the positives. So we're all guilty of that, you know. Um, and I suppose with with me being, uh, you know, with a decent following on on Facebook and stuff, there's there's more chance of that happening. But it does happen. You just take the negatives on board yeah. more than the, the positives. Big time, and, so. that, and that's that's a massive lesson. Like I remember, I think it was in 2018. I had won this award, and it was for like breakthrough personal trainer of the year. I had just started out. It was like my first year of coaching, and I was getting hundreds and hundreds of positive comments. Everyone saying that that I was great. And then I actually had one negative person who was putting like Facebook statuses up about me, and they were kind of slandering my name and all these different things. And and that really hurt me. That one comment, and you just focus on that one comment, and it's crazy that that even someone you know who's been doing this for so many years can still fall victim to that and it's just realizing and also like if you're watching this and you are the person posting the negative comments it is just realizing right well is there any need for this or you know do i actually want to make this person feel in a, in a negative mood off the back of something I've said on social media. There's so many keyboard warriors and I think we need to actually consider what we're now saying on social media because it has a detrimental effect, especially, you know, it's different for maybe me and Nathan, but like people, young people in their in their early teens or whatever are now on social media and they're getting all this hate and it, it's, it's really unfortunate because it's having a, a detrimental effect to their mental health as well, which is huge. Obviously, a lot of people have kind of probably followed your fitness journey recently. They've seen that you've been training, you post a little bit about the gym and stuff like that. If you were to have any advice around someone starting a fitness journey, what would you tell them? I'd probably say that don't expect results overnight. It's not going to be, you know, a quick process. Your body changes so much and you can do the same exercise too much. You need to change it up every now and again to obviously work different muscles and all that type of stuff. But I go through phases of binge eating and then yeah. I'll end up a bit heavier and then I can yeah. try and control it again with a bit more healthy eating. Yeah. Um, but it's, I would say don't, don't be expecting too much of yourself to yeah. happen very quickly it's it's a long journey we're all on yeah. and i guess it's a case of trying to stay fit stay yeah. mentally in a good place like the gym isn't your enemy it's yeah. it's it's there as to help you you yeah. know what i mean it's it you should be looking forward to going to the gym rather than having to think oh god i've got to go and do this again yeah. like i feel way better now whereas if you had have spoken to me two years ago i was like oh i've got to go to the gym i hate this whereas now i actually enjoy going to the gym and you feel so good good afterwards and as i say it kind of sets me up for the whole day and if i've got a gig that night i feel in great yeah. form for doing it yeah and like nathan says like fitness needs to complement your life as opposed to complicate it yeah and like you, you don't know. want to have to say oh i, I don't want to be going to the gym today you yeah. know you want to be able to go and enjoy it and 100%. take the most from it and it's going to benefit everything else that's going on in your day because yeah. you've done that session 100 so. there's lenny that's jake's dog <laughs> he'll be looking royalties for being on this yeah <laughs> Lenny, does Lenny have an Instagram? He does, <laughs> Lenny the Carverpoo. Lenny the Carverpoo, there we go. We'll get him on the Instagram. Uh, hey Lenny. Hi Len. We'll let him in there. We can do if you want.
Come on then. Hello, Lenny. Do you smell Bruno? Hello, hello, Len. Hello. Hello. Go and sit by the fire. Go on. So you would be someone that I perceive, and we spoke about perception earlier, so this is my perception of what I believe Nathan Carter to be, um, as someone who's incredibly confident. Is there anything that you've done in particular that's really helped you develop your confidence, or is that kind of just developed over time? Um, you see, I, I wouldn't perceive myself as that confident. If I go into a bar or a pub, I'm, I'm not the one, like, up at the front chatting to everyone, buying drinks yeah, yeah. and da 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 I'd normally be in the, the side room just having a quiet drink. Uh, but then that has to change whenever you're on stage. Obviously, you have a different persona and you have to be, you're entertaining, people have paid to come and see you, so you have to have that. But, it, you know, I think, as you say, perception again, you're not always going to be that person. You, you yeah. do have a quieter side as well, yeah. which is, is different. But is there something that's helped me bring it on? I think just the fact of gigging so much and, and yeah. trying to hone your craft and, and know how to work an audience and... Um, once you've done it a number of times and it's gone well and you've had good gigs, then you kind of feel more at ease going on stage and you don't feel as stressed or as anxious about the whole thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I think just the fact of doing it time and time again has, has helped me for sure. Yeah, big time. And I think that that's a big one is that's a, it's almost like that alter ego thing. Like when Nathan goes on stage, it's not the Nathan Carter that we're maybe speaking to today. It's the, the entertainer, it's the performer, it's the, the music star and it's like, I think it was Beyonce had like her, she called herself like Sasha Fierce and oh, Beyonce right. yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. And it was like having that kind of different version of yourself that goes on stage. So like when Nathan comes home and he's playing <laughs> with his brother's dog, he's not going to be the entertainer that, that we kind of maybe see on stage. Yeah, you yeah. Know? No, that's true. That's true. I haven't got a stage name yet. I must develop uh, yeah, one. See how name. we get on. Stage <laughs> name. That's going to be coming off this podcast. There's going to be a new Nathan Carter in town. Self-doubt is something that I think holds a lot of people back from success. Um, first question would be, do you ever doubt yourself? And if you do, how do you cope with that or how do you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Gemini, so I generally have like a yes and a no person in my head all the time. Uh, they call Gemini people the twins. I don't really necessarily follow that any of that stuff, but I do kind of believe in that bit. Because yeah. uh, I go and try and make a decision and it'd be like, yeah, do that. And then it's in the back of my head, it's like, no, that's a real bad decision. And then I'm like, no, it'll be absolutely fine. No, don't do it, you know. But um, yeah, I have a lot of doubts in my head. But generally, nine times out of 10, I'd like to think I make the right decisions yeah. in business and in personal life right. and in just day-to-day -day stuff that I do. Um, but self-doubt, uh, it, can, it can attack a lot of people, you know, and yeah. they, they end up doubting a lot of the stuff that they do and they become trapped sometimes yeah. because they don't have the the confidence to to believe in themselves really i suppose yeah. you know but no i'm lucky enough that um my little no man i just he he gets a and on the background yeah. he get, gets pushed the back most uh, of the time you know love that love that i suppose it's sometimes hard to pinpoint with this one but has there ever been a piece of advice like that you would say this is the best piece of advice that someone's ever given me or there's ever a standout piece of advice that you can remember or from anyone in particular or have you any trusted advisors in your life that kind of advise you on a lot of stuff or anything like that? Uh, my dad's been a really good help in business really um, because I'm involved in property um, as well as the music industry yeah. and I've, I've tried to invest all anything that I've earned through the years into property um, and he's obviously I grew up with him being a builder and he still yeah. does jobs now and he's been a huge help to me and I would ask him I suppose about the music business as well um, just about life decisions he's been there and done it and he's 
he's twice my age, so, yeah. uh, well, he's not. He's going to kill me for saying that. He's, <laughs> he's 57 or 58, and I'm 32, so yeah, yeah. he's nearly twice my age. So, yeah, he's been a good help. And then I heard one last week. I was going in to put a bet on, and I, I would have a bet every now and again yeah, on yeah. horses, and went into the bookies and was coming out, and anyway, came second, lost. And the, the guy I was chatting to that afternoon, he was like, you know, there's only one window where they pay out in the bookies, and there's five for taking the money. And I was uh, like, that's actually really true. I never even thought of that. There's only one payout window and there's, yeah. there's five pay-ins, you know. Yeah. So. so the last few questions are a little bit of fun, similar to the start of the podcast. So what's the best holiday that you've ever been on? Cancun in Mexico. Yeah, loved it. Yeah. All, all inclusive. Good spot. Yeah, I was in Mexico in July and it was it's unreal. top yeah. notch. Yeah. If you could meet anyone, dead or alive, who would you love to meet and spend half an hour with? Uh, Elton John. Yeah, I've watched Rocket Man. I've been to see him five, six times. I think he's an incredible pianist and a great singer and a fantastic writer. And um, the fact he's been there and done it all with addiction problems and rock and roll lifestyle, I think he's a, an absolute legend and the epitome yeah. of a legend. So I'd love to have a chat with him. Yeah, big time. This I'm actually looking forward to the answer to this. What's the worst date that you've ever been on? Um, I haven't been on that many, would you believe? But... Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being 18 and going on one and um, the we went for dinner and she just didn't speak the whole night <laughs> and I had to try and make the conversation and it was the most awkward uh, hour and a half of my life. I think dinner is horrendous. Dinner could be the worst first date ever. Yeah. At least if you go to the cinema, you don't have to chat yeah. that much, you know. And I, I remember when I was younger <laughs> on the dating scene, I would have been a cinema man quite a lot. Yeah. Because cinema was... You could chat before, a chat bit during and a bit yeah. after. You probably chat for 30 minutes in total, but it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, 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 kinda, yeah, yeah. You can kind of get the vibe off the back of that. But no, look, Nathan, really appreciate you coming on today. I think... No problem. You know, it's given us all a great insight. And if anyone does want to find... I know that you've maybe got a new album out. Yeah, just released a brand new album. Um, so it's uh, available on Spotify and iTunes and physical copy on the website as well. Yeah, 100%. And... Waterfront in Belfast, the 9th of September. I'm going to be there. Nathan's going to be there. Kyo's going to be there. Kyo's going to be there, and there's going to be Protein Guinness on tap. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Nathan. We'll Appreciate have to lead by then. Yeah, Definitely. 100%. All the best. Thanks a lot.